Hallöchen, I'm Matti and welcome to the sixth episode of my Complex Stranger podcast. And you know what I see? I see, I see division. Division between people in white coats and people in blue blazers. And I ask myself, my God, why? <laughs> Now I say we shed these, these coats that separate us. And we get to know the people underneath. <laughs> I'm lost. I'm divorced and I have a kid. I'm Joey. I'm an actor. I don't know squat about dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm Ted and I just moved here a month ago and New York really scares me. All right, there you go. Yeah, you hang in there, Teddy. I'm Andrew and I didn't pay for this pair. Okay, good, good for you. Wow, Rhonda. I'm Scott. Yeah, okay, Scott. And I need to flip the light switch on and off 17 times before I leave a room where my family will die. In this episode, you are going to listen to Linda. You can find the link to her portrait in the description of this episode. Happy listening. Uh, my name is Linda. I was born in 1984 in Oranienburg. That's near Berlin. I grew up there. I only changed school once to get like to a higher educational school. Um, so my life was always like situated there yeah after school i started an apprenticeship in hanover so i lived for over oh, for around five years in hanover um yeah i finished my apprenticeship there after one and a half year and then it was like a further education it was combined and uh after that i had the <laughs> it was an interesting job but it was like a job you are doing the last five years of your employment before you retire. So <laughs> it was a job that you are doing before retirement. So it is very lazy. It is very, um, yeah, you are always using the same words thing and uh, there was so much routine. I don't know. It was really a process like work. It was very interesting because it was like about dangerous um, accidents on the railways. So it was really interesting by, uh, from the topic. But um, yeah, as the company, it's like the railway company, they have to give like a report to the, to the authorities what happened then and there on their rails to uh, investigate if something happened, what was the reason for that and how we can improve our technical stuff we have. And um, yeah, 
it sounds very interesting because there's happening so so many things on the rails but it's it's more like um you're always using the same words in the reports you don't investigate uh -huh. you are sitting on your desk and you get like the information from other uh, parties and uh, it's not that you are going outside to where it happened uh, it is really like you are behind your desk and you are writing something you are reading about <laughs> they say Hannover is the most boring city in the world <laughs> is that true it feels like it's a village it's small village it's not that there is happening much one story I always remember is that the uh, McDonald's that was not situated inside of the main station but like 500 meters away from mm -hmm. it so in the city basically in the city it closed at 9 p.m. I didn't know that at that time and it was good to be a bit apart from the family and also my boyfriend at that time used to live in uh, near Frankfurt Frankfurt uh. am Main so it was like in the middle it was two hours back home it was two hours to him Ah, so, so now I see why you moved to the most <laughs> boring city in the world. Yeah. Why did you come back to Oranienburg again? It is very quiet there. It is, you have, uh, you are like in the nature. It is not that uh, crowded or not stressful. Stressful is the wrong word. But it's not that hectic like yes. it is in Berlin, for example. And yeah, why I came back, because my parents had health issues at that time. My uh -huh. mom had something with her back. Um, she had to go to the hospital and get some surgery. And uh, my father um, had some psychological issues. So he was also um, in the hospital and he had to go to rehab because of that. Uh, and it took like, a, yeah, some time. And yeah, that's why I came back to support my family, to be here and to support my mom or my father. Yeah. And then that time I didn't get like a job at the railway company here in Berlin because they also have like um, headquarters here. Um, so I had to start a new, new apprenticeship. Okay. I didn't know that, for example, at the company I'm working for now, they definitely would have taken me also with that degree <laughs> but I didn't know that company at that time so um, yeah I started an apprenticeship and this was like somehow um, the worst time of my life <laughs> because I still have sometimes nightmares from from that office uh, because there they were very strict and I mean, the apprenticeship was about taxes, tax, not tax advisor, but tax, um, con not consultant, tax clerk, something mm -hmm. like that. And um, yeah, they were very strict. They always find mistakes in whatever, whatever I did. And I didn't have like a good teacher there. So the one who was responsible for me um we liked each other on a private uh, level mm. but not in the company and um, the it was a small tax office so the owners 
wife was like the secretary yeah <laughs> and she was kind of um yeah nice on the outside but um but she was very uh behind your back and i don't mm. know she was like i don't know she always had like this fake friendly smile and talking and yeah i always fell for it somehow so i mm. always thought that it was real but it was never it was so like, i i wasn't like um that that experienced to notice that it was fake i mean there were some other incidences at work but it was not that that i still dream about it wow uh, that i dream about sitting in this small chamber and preparing like the year end uh, uh, statements for for the clients yeah i mean the office was like 10 minutes with uh, with bike so it was not that far from from my oh, place okay. i'm working and two jobs at the moment i'm working as a tax auditor for a german automobile company and i'm also working as a finance officer for um, a company that uh, wants to build a platform to trade cryptocurrencies yeah and hopefully in the near future somehow that it's uh, when it's growing to get like that it's like a small bank or something like that where you can also receive like a credit card to pay in bitcoins or in cryptocurrencies i'm responsible for the accounting at the company i'm also um supporting with hr when um we hire new employees that they have like their contracts that they can sign and also i'm also preparing like the payroll like mm. getting all the information they the tax advisor needs to um yeah prepare the payroll and okay. what i said like some incidences i'm not very well with uh <laughs> with bosses <laughs> because um i already had two bosses who didn't have my back for what i'm doing for my job here with that automobile company i had two people who um of two bosses where i know i was doing my job very well um how i should do it like from the regulations from the mm -hmm. law the regulations but i was uh, supervised to do it not illegally but not based on the regulations of accounting The challenge was um, with one incident that um, that um, I was working with um, as another department of my company together because uh, I was like uh, responsible for invoice checking mm -hmm. and we had like a um, an invoice for a prepayment and usually you have this or uh, in Germany it is where you have to put this in the balance sheet as an mm -hmm. asset the prepayment and they supervised me to not put it in the assets so if you have for example like a month's end closing and um, 
like um, someone who wants to see the books or someone who wants to have like the balance sheet to invest in that company for example they wouldn't have seen this prepayment mm. yeah and I told my boss this is wrong we shouldn't do it like that um, we should uh, they had problems paying it because on the mm. invoice there was an, a different bank account but this is like a process that was like usually um, by different uh, or with other companies they are doing it like manually every day but not this department but it was yeah something like okay they should pay it I don't care I'm just mm -hmm. posting it like like I should post it but my boss said like uh, I told my boss I also told the process management about it and they also um, supervised the department to pay like other companies mm -hmm. are doing it but they did not. And then I noticed that my boss told them not to do that. And he also said I have to book, uh, I have to post it like, like wrongly. I see. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Then tell someone else to, to do that. But I'm not, I'm not working against like the regulations here in Germany. So it was really a big deal <laughs> for me personally. I told him if I was working in the tax office where I where I learned, they would definitely kick me out if I'm posting it like you want me to. I mean, he got re very angry about it because I didn't follow his rules, yes. and everyone in, in the office noticed it. Everyone in the office or all my my colleagues noticed it what he did, and um, yeah, it was really a big deal. And it was shortly be, um, before he lost like his 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 uh, reputation or something like that uh -huh. so it was like a very, a very powerful moment in general because it was like okay <laughs> yeah I mean he yeah he could definitely lose his reputations towards the other colleagues or the other employees so nobody would have taken him seriously Serious. after that and then he just um, yeah was raising the boss card and said i tell you you have to do that like that and yeah my colleague supported me and she was also um, telling my boss uh, my direct colleague she also told my boss um, that she is doing it right and she would have done the same yeah i posted it in a wrong way but i documented everything i told that it was like uh, my boss not forced me to do this. I, I uh, used more diplomatic words for that. But yeah. Hmm. Nice. What was the next one? The other one was, uh, it was very early when I started there. So it was maybe two years after I started there. And it was my colleague who um, got a higher position at that um at that point or at that time and yeah she was then my boss <laughs> so um i was cool with that uh, it was it was okay for me and it was a great step for her but it was i don't think that she was um yeah capable of doing such a job because um the incident I had with that, it was like not very, uh, not that intense like it was before. before, 
but it was like um, I cancelled like an invoice it was like an, an higher amount I guess and because the invoice was wrong and um, the, the supplier didn't want to change it Mm -hmm. They didn't want to change the invoice, but they wanted to have like the payment. So the supplier got really angry about it. And I said, okay, this is like the regulations. You have to change the invoice. So I can't process this one. And yeah, then the, it escalated to my boss then, to her. And um, yeah, she had a really tough call with, with that person. And he was so angry and he was also telling yeah you should fire that <laughs> that employee and something like that yeah but um yeah after that she came to my uh, she came to me and said like uh, um that i have to process the invoice no matter if yeah. it's right or wrong or anything like that she knows that it's uh that is wrong but i have to do that mm. and i didn't want to and yeah it was somehow the same but yeah interesting yeah i noticed this lately that it is important to stay on a um, professional level if you are dealing with um, colleagues yes and yeah i noticed it like um a few or at the beginning of this year it somehow started because i was uh, i'm also working in the work council at the automobile company <laughs> and this is like a small committee that is uh, voted or elected by the employees to work for better work conditions uh, for the employees so just like a small labor union inside of the company yeah it's um, i'm doing this since 2016 and i really like this to have like the HR background and the the law or the legal background about like the company and the contracts and all this stuff and um, also to just uh, do something good for the employees if they have questions about yes. something that uh, it's in our contracts. The biggest case we had was sexual harassment and we had this uh, in our committee um because it was investigated by the highest investigation um office of our mother company mm. and um also we had to have a look on it because they fired the, the person who did this yeah that's that was the the biggest one i guess for mm. me personally because um they were investigating like everything they were um they had like excerpts of the chats they they had whatsapp chats like also from we have like uh, like skype something like that they also had like excerpts of that and this was really huge because i also noticed um, i had to read all of the paper or at least i took the time to do that to make um, a, yeah, a full decision about it mm. so usually when someone is fired we have to 
um, our, um, HR has to hear like the work council about it mm -hmm. to see okay if we have anything to say what would be for example um, a way or a solution less big than than a fire of to fire mm -hmm. yeah the person so I had everything on my table and it was like a file like that Wow. It was uh, yeah a lot of paper and it took like uh, a lot of time to read this, but I also noticed from one perspective that um, it was really difficult to say that it was like sexual harassment for me as a um, female person to evaluate it because oh. it came up because. Um, we had a student working at this um, department and she noticed that there is like a guy who is always making like strange compliments to everyone like oh you are having a nice dress today or you are wearing a nice uh, summer dress or something like that something that yeah but she felt like because um, the way he said that so the tone it was like the tone how he said that and he also started uh, to uh, send her text messages or uh, Skype messages about like, I don't know, some, some weird shit. And she felt harassed by it. And she went to her boss and told her. And um, then the, the boss was somehow investigating and she noticed that um, he was um, texting other colleagues the same or the same kind of messages but they on the other hand they didn't care that much he did this like for a lot of years and it was like but it was like I don't know it was for them more like he was making jokes so it was very a very thin line he did this for years with several um, colleagues they also said like oh you shouldn't say something like that you're having a girlfriend you're having like a kid uh, or something like that but it never they never said really yeah don't text me something like that they never blocked the number or something like that to just uh, protect themselves they keep they kept talking they kept answering these uh, messages and that was something I really didn't understand from my perspective as a woman. So it felt like they liked it somehow to get such attention. Otherwise they wouldn't um, have taken it for granted for, for so many years. I mean, you always can say, why did anyone said something before if they felt harassed? Uh, there were also um, pictures. You also sent pictures to them. And that's something, even then the other colleagues didn't say anything. And that was that one person that was there for six months and was leaving afterwards. Uh, and she said uh, that she had a problem with that. And I totally understand that. And um, I hope, of course, that the guy learned something from it. I mean. <laughs> but uh, I noticed that it's really like, um, yeah you can't never really tell i mean he did this for years maybe he will do it later uh he will still do it 
I don't know, but it's just that one person that is not okay with it. And um, of course that has consequences. Mm. And it was really strange uh, because it, it was that student who said something. Because she could also have yeah, waited and I mean six months are over very quickly. I mean, <laughs> you know? Even if, if it's one day, uncomfortable yeah. day, yeah. you can't tolerate it. Six months no, is still a long not. time. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's why I really um, not admire, but I respect yeah. that she did this. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. We talked more about your 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 job so mm. how how important is your job for you so how how many percentage, <laughs> percentage. Uh, actually that occupies in your life yeah mentally a lot because it takes so much of my time every week that it is like a big part of it of course yeah but uh, on the other hand it is because of the project this is something um i think i wanted to show because it's like um a side that i i don't show like i did on the pictures for example you will never see me like like that in my office for example it feels i of course i have these kind of clothes uh or the office out outfit but it's something i usually don't wear i'm more a casual type and it feels weird for uh, to me to see me in clothes like that I like see. shirts or jeans or um, skirts yeah we don't have like um, a formal dress code at our company mm. so it does uh, the whole co not the whole company looks like that of course the bosses they wear something different that yeah that you can see that there may be a higher level, but it's not that everyone is wearing a suit there. So wh why did you want it to be more formal in the picture? <laughs> it was something, uh, I wanted to show a side of me that I, I'm usually not. It is like, if you would show these pictures to friends or family, they wouldn't see me like that person. They know it's not like this is not this is not me. <laughs> I see. Yeah, it feels like, um, like um, not wearing the wrong clothes. I'm missing the the English word. Like what's the German word? Verkleiden. <laughs> I see. <laughs> It, it feels like a costume. Ah. It feels like a costume. Okay. So who are you then? If you're not that person, how would you define yourself? Um, I would define myself as open-minded. I'm, I'm not very into prejudice. Mm -hmm. And I don't judge a person by their clothes. That would describe it um, in a good way, yeah. It's like the judgment, I guess, most of it. 
I don't see, or if I talk to a person, then I don't see, um, I'm more interested on the inside of the person, not on the outside. Mm. Maybe that's also part of it because I'm a very curious person. Mm. I like to try new things. I like to know uh, or to get to know to people. And um, maybe that's that's one part of it because mm. I'm curious. I'm also like um, when I talk to people, I don't connect them to anything. I just want to see the person behind it. Hmm, I guess so. I mean, if you are having so many friends from different countries or from all over the world, then mm. it's very great to get like um, a different perspective. And I noticed that also um, lately because I'm not stuck in in one part when I have a look on uh, on a problem, for example. I'm always looking like to the left and the right as well. Mm. Yeah, I I think I can compare this um, very well to my family, for example, mm -hmm. because I noticed although they live near Berlin, they are not that open-minded to other cultures, mm -hmm. for example. And it's very difficult for me to just um, to just give them like the experience that it's not like they think it is yes. to just show them the mirror and um, telling them okay this is like different and it's not like you learned it like a hundred years ago yes. what I noticed lately is that um, sometimes they're um, it is changing or how people see me is changing after they know me and this I think it is more dangerous for for me personally because it's like also um, a difficult to trust people then if I open up to someone so or I, I make it with an example um, a few years ago, I started um, being or getting closer to two of my colleagues who mm -hmm. are also working in the work council with me. And uh, we did a lot together. We met a lot of times also last year during the pandemic. And uh, we went on vacation together. So we were very close. They know a lot about me personally, what I'm doing, who I'm meeting and anything. And this year it started, uh, the relationship started to change. So at the beginning of the year, so around February, I noticed, okay, both of them um, are, not, um, are not taking that much time anymore to, uh, for our relationship. So I noticed both of them um, talked less to me. They also, texted less are um, with a bigger amount of time so they were answering like um, a day later or something like that so I totally didn't understand how that happened I, I still can't tell how that how it happened but there must have been something mm. something I did something I said or anything 
but um, they never reached out to me. We never talked about it. And I also noticed that, for example, in March, in March, I started really to call them several times or to talk about about it with them several times. And they never answered my calls. They didn't um, call me back or anything. It was then only like the work time we spent together, which was um, every two weeks for two hours and every week for one hour. So this was uh, our meeting time where we called each other uh, because we were not going to the to the office, so we didn't see each mm, other. Yeah. Uh, but both of them did. Both of them met in the in the office the, um, every two weeks in person. And I said, okay, uh, for me it is not not a good idea to use like the the transport system during yeah. a pandemic to just um, yeah put myself in danger because of that and um, maybe it was something like that I really don't have an idea but they were closer because they met I reached out to them several times and asked if we want to meet like in um, in private or outside of the office but yeah do something together or anything like that yeah but they never wanted somehow they, mm. uh, so it was like total no um, interactions anymore and yeah and somehow um, it was like a few weeks ago where where I felt that they wanted to um, or they started to just um, yeah to I don't know to crash this relationship or something like that they started to send um strange meeting meetings so it was like they said they um they need like um, a spontaneous meeting and they sent the meeting invitation like at um 10 15 for 10 30. i received this meeting invitation at 11 mm. so i never had an, a chance to to just be part of it, for example. And this was something that made me really mad because it felt really personal towards me. So on one point they started to just, yeah, doing these kind of stuff. And one person quit her job yet now um, with our company and the other one is still there. And um, we had problems lately um, to get uh, we lost a lot of um, employees in our work council so we can't do any quorum anymore um, and um, yeah that's why they started to send messages to our bosses about it that they have to uh, make it possible with our time that we can't cancel any meeting anymore because sometimes we, we can cancel meetings because we have too much work at our, uh, our not real job, but our first job. And yeah, so they sent um, like um, a message to all uh, bosses and uh, that they have to give us the time 
to be part of the work council for that. Mm -hmm. And um, I was on holiday for two days and on Wednesday we had like, um, like a meeting again where we had to make decisions. For the decisions we have to be like uh, more than half of the, the work council to be like, to make like a real quorum. Mm -hmm. And um, on Tuesday, she sent me a message, a private WhatsApp, that she said, yeah, she, um, she, had, uh, she had talked with my boss about my absence because I, I canceled that meeting because I have, uh, like, my colleagues are on vacation and I have really a lot of things to do. That's why I said, okay, I can't attend that meeting. And she sent me then this message and told me, okay, uh, we talked with your boss about it and he, he told us that, um, that you can um, leave your work behind and you have to attend tomorrow to that meeting. And I was, I was really pissed about that. First of all, how dare she uh, send me a message on my vacation day. Of course, I understand uh, she did this because I had to go to the office because online meetings are not allowed anymore. And that's why she did this. But I really, un uh, I really can imagine, because I know her privately, that it was a pleasure for her to send that message to me. And that made me so mad. I also thought about if it's like bullying. Be yeah. But I really don't want to step into that line. Mm. At the moment, I'm just leaving it behind somehow. I try not to get uh, angry about it when some when she is saying something or I don't know because it feels like okay I definitely will get this in a wrong way mm. whatever she's saying she means it differently because she knows me yeah I mean we shouldn't do something like that with our inside of this team that feels totally wrong because our purpose is something different I noticed that when I'm in such a situation like that, um, I can act um, out of the box or something to just um, also to try to um, not to hurt, but um, I bring this in different words, but I fight back somehow. But I also noticed that even that is not a wise decision because um, I have another colleague in the work council who also noticed like that there are difficulties in between and he said I don't want to handle it anymore I don't I, I quit some something oh. like that so um, he read my message I answered to that uh, or I sent a message because of this meeting problem they, mm. they sent me. I sent them screenshots that I couldn't see it and um, next time you have to, uh, uh, you should call me if you want to do something uh, or if you want to have a meeting because I was there and not on vacation or something like that. Um, if, you, if you are doing something short term then please call everyone if everyone has time. Yeah, so I did this really in a, on a uh, professional level and uh, that's also what my colleague said and 
they just fired back like twice worse and it was like I was totally angry I couldn't I couldn't do anything anymore on that day I was in the office and I couldn't work I couldn't I didn't have the mind to yeah, do right. anything yeah and after that I said okay I also wrote an email but I didn't send it and um, I apologize for my message also something I think I shouldn't um, I didn't there was no need to do that but in my opinion it felt like it felt better for myself to do that to show professionalism and say okay I'm sorry for that email or how I wrote it um, and I didn't like um, show them what what they did wrong mm. because on that level I said to myself this is not my problem my problem is to just um, take care of myself that I don't feel like that anymore and to stay focused on what the purpose is and the purpose of the work council for me personally is not to fight inside of this team mm. this is not what I'm here for but it is very difficult when you have meetings not to shoot back in any way like with a decision they don't want me to do or they are a, de a decision that doesn't make sense in reference to like the bigger picture mm. because everything uh, if I would decide in a different way it would always feel like I'm doing it out of anger because I don't like the people or they are doing like bad things with me yeah the thing is it helps me a lot in that case that everyone is seeing what they are doing so even my boss um, I sent this message I received in my vacation to my mm. colleague and she forwarded it to my boss and last week I, I had um, I, I called my boss or we, we had a uh, we had a talk and he said like um, like it was like almost the first thing he said he said I didn't I didn't say anything like that to them <laughs> something like uh, something really in, in that so he he really said we had a video call he did really did this this uh, post he said I didn't say anything like that to them yes and this is like I don't know it's it feels totally wrong so it's it is really like um, like in a movie or in a series like a daily soap or something like that so you can really feel like um, every day is like different and every day is like yes yeah, something popping up from there and this is yeah but how back to the question <laughs> How do I handle something like that? Um, during that time, I talked a lot with my boyfriend about it. And um, of course, he has to be on my side. <laughs> I also understand this one. But um, um, this is helping me a lot to just reflect and, and also to, um, to find words about or to express my feelings about it and i didn't notice before or in other years um how important this is for myself 
to just have like okay i know something is not going right here but i will never find the answer from the other side so it is something with me okay but um yeah i know that i'm uh that i see things differently and um i i can adjust them to do it maybe next time in a different way or better for myself but it is helping me to just talk about it and express my feelings this is kind of easy to say because i noticed okay i can't find anything that i did wrong here and but the way that they let me feel that i did this is yeah Unfair. this is um the worst thing i i guess in that in that case and this is so hard to get rid of because even though i'm thinking or i'm telling myself you did it you did it right but the feeling this is like to get rid of this one or how someone makes you feel this is um yeah takes a lot out of you right yeah, exactly yeah. and it makes so much with your self confidence because i noticed that during that time i lost a lot of it and um it's really hard to get back where you were before <laughs> maybe that's why i choose like the the costume i had today because okay. uh the pictures you showed me already they look very powerful they look like um they don't express um my insight of uh, how i felt from that so when i have a look on these pictures it feels like everything is bouncing back from me i think i like the vision of myself to um being seen as a strong woman but the, i noticed that uh, it is very it is not very helpful with um getting to know people because they might be scared when they see a strong woman they don't yeah they maybe they can't handle it i don't know but it's yeah something i would say if you are looking strong then the chances are lower that you get like in on a personal level with someone and you were always stuck on one level with that person and i also want to be like a person who um is giving or where you can see okay um she can help me or she can i can talk with her about something yeah so it is like both part hmm. i can't define that somehow somehow i don't have like okay i want to be the ceo of a company or something like that i i don't see myself in any position somewhere in the future but on the other hand i think there is more for myself so there is something more outside in the world for me but it's nothing that i can define or can say something interesting yeah it's not a position i'm working for 
it's not for money I'm working for it is somehow just like pleasure or the interest in doing the thing and also getting something back um, like appreciation for what I'm doing and um, if that fits with my um, not condition but with how I see myself then it is like then it is like imbalance I think okay. yeah I always thought that a goal is for for example like the usual thing in society so you go to school you get a job you are well paid you get a man you are marrying you're getting a family or something like that and um, I noticed somehow it is not working like that for me because I went to that level until the marriage <laughs> and after that um, it go it went down <laughs> somehow yeah so I was breaking up with him like three years after marriage and we've been together for 10 years so it was a very long term relationship and after that i was totally uh, yeah in the basement or on the ground mentally it was yeah it felt like like i failed because i always had like the 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 society ladder i would say standard I, yeah right. i was climbing up and then i fell down and yeah getting back Uh, to just um, find myself after that it took a long way and uh, it took a long uh, uh, much time a lot of time after that to to grow uh, develop myself into who I am now so yeah so you think that drama actually helped you grow Right. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> unfortunately, I have to say yes. Why unfortunately? Because it was hard? Yes. Because I also think I wouldn't wish this to anyone to experience something like that. But do you think if they don't experience this drama, this amount of, I would say, pain, or failure or mm. combination of those would you get to the understanding that you get now would you get would they get to the the strength <laughs> that you have now no of course not um it, the process made a lot of things clear um in society around myself uh in my family so i can see um relations differently there so it feels like um it feels somehow like i have x-ray views or something like that to see okay this uh, this doesn't feel right how they are talking to each other and um i wouldn't want a relationship like that so um Yeah, it, it made uh, it uh, gave me a lot of clearness about um, behavior yes. and um, how society works. Yes. Yeah, but not everyone has the strength to go through this. Yeah, that is true. Mm. If you if you go through that, 
you're the whole new person mm. strong and the person that appreciates it because you felt failure mm. you felt sadness you felt broken rejection yeah and all of them together but why mm. because then then you you achieve to the point that why i felt all of those bad feelings because i was able to commit mm. i was able to love i had the power to mm. to be dependent to be vulnerable to be this much hurt and mm. then it's like then you feel like oh my god i had those nice things mm. that i didn't know mm. if that drama didn't happen i wouldn't ever notice that yeah yes yeah, some people don't go through it they just break hmm. some people yeah. but some people never happens hmm. and they never feel that pain but they also never get to that beyond mm -hmm. you know after yeah. that how happy and strong you get yeah and actually i'm i'm happy that you 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 got so strong out of it mm -hmm. you didn't break you of course it's a lot of pain but you got mm -hmm. you went through that with mm -hmm. all the all the bad feelings and and, and heartbreaks Mm. And now you can you can be proud of yourself. Thank you. <laughs> They are cheering. Yeah, through that I totally changed somehow my behavior through that process because um, I've learned a lot after that about psychology mm -hmm. and also about like. Um, processes and everything and how they are somehow combined and I'm really into psychology since then because it's like a very interesting topic yes and there are so many um, tools that help you to understand why you are behaving like that or why you are acting like that yes. and where does it come from. so if I want to wish I would change your wish that you said nobody goes through it so I would mm -hmm. wish that I hope everybody goes through it as soon as possible <laughs> because then you are in a way better understanding way earlier and then you use it to get a better life not only happy but just full of joy yeah. right yeah true you can experience joy in a different way after something like that and you enjoy small things exactly that and that you, you did that you just take them for granted right exactly and you are not focused that much on the joy for example when you are buying something or or when you can afford i don't know a car or something like that then you are not focused on things but on or on yeah items exactly yeah then it's just like more meaningful i guess exactly. but uh, sometimes i also think that some people who are on the first mountain for example and on top and never go anywhere else it could also be um, a good thing to stay on top there if there is not never like the fall down this is like I wouldn't say best case scenario <laughs> 
because what you experience after like the loss and uh, all the fall the this could also be like the best case scenario when you have like a clear vision about everything yeah. and then you are, i guess then you are in the position to change people or to change others mm. yeah that of course that mm. then you're more impactful because you're not the materialistic individualistic yeah an egocentric person anymore yeah. you're more you're more social yeah and yeah yeah that's true What you heard was the sixth episode of my complex stranger podcast. Now you can go back to the portrait and compare your first impression and see if you feel closer to the person in this two-dimensional photo.